The World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. On Kaya 959. Well, I do have Salalo on Zoom, but let's try again and hope for the best. Uh, Salalo, are you there? I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, Nick. Ah, that sounds perfect. Welcome to the World Show, Salalo Zelota. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's beautiful. I haven't seen you for so long. I haven't ah. seen you. And I'm so sorry you're not in the studio when all of this is over in a couple of months, you're going to have to come back in the studio. Yes. So, uh, yes. yes. Absolutely. So, Salalo. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Thank you so much. Salalo Salota, you know, I decided to save what I'm going to say for when I'm on air. <laughs> and <laughs> when I invited you to come on Best of the Best, I started thinking about you and our story together. Me on air, you as a musician. And if my memory serves me correctly, the first yes. radio interview you did for your first album was on The World Show. Yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were still rolling with Mamudieri. Exactly, and as I was saying yeah. to you, I came with all your albums tonight. We probably won't play them because I want to focus on the new one. But Mamudieri was one of the songs that I wanted to play today. So <laughs> I'm not sure what we will get through. But how have you been, Salala? Where have you been besides your new album? Why haven't we seen each other for so long? Oof, I. I have been um, working, I have been writing a lot of material, a lot of the rainbow, but I've been working quite hard and um, I have not been going out, I must admit, I have not <laughs> been going out, even though I, I, you know, I used to go out quite easily, but over the past years, I've been keeping at home. Yes. Um, but but I'm I'm very I'm very happy. I mean, I was following you. I could even hear you when you broadcast from Paris or, or France. Oh, it was great. Thank you, know? you Salalo. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> but you know, Salalo, one of the reasons I want to do best of the best, because I feel yes. that there's such important musicians. And, um, you know, it, and I decided I want to celebrate people while they're alive. I know you're still young, so I'm not worried about you. But on that <laughs> note, on that note, I think that I have got a lot of new listeners over the years since you were last on the world show. So, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> you're still young. You're still a spring chicken. Whoa. Like me, like me. <laughs> no, we're still young. We're still young. That's we are, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. But on that note, I thought let's go back a little bit to the beginning because I love your story of how you came to be working professionally with music. Tell us a little yes. bit about the journey from your home and uh, where the music started and how it brought you to Johannesburg. I think the music um, started very 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 early even though i was not sure if i was going to become a musician i started imitating the sounds that i was hearing from the records that my uncles were bringing home imitating them with my mouth like um imitating the melodies and so on and because they are catchy they were catchy melodies of um Masatini, Mautela queens and so on but at the same time as a shepherd as well a head boy I started picking up the melodies of the birds. Yes. And because they're also repetitive melodies, I started imitating them. And when I, re I repeat them, 
they become rhythmic. And then I realized that I was making them into songs, you know? Yes. And um, then there was this other element of our own people at home in the village who will gather and after they've had a party or they were drinking uh, mabele, you know, mkomboti. Yes. They will start singing and beating and beating the drum. So those, all those melodies. And there was this element of uh, the traditional, um, anything that has to do with music, even the traditional sangomas that are singing, maybe somebody is being uh, welcomed or being trained. I would listen that and imitate that as well. So yes, everything, I think mu- music was just calling. I just responded um, at the right time. So in a sense, we could say that you were collecting all your material even before you knew you would be involved in music. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. exactly. And even that is why even when, when after metric, when I went to work in the mines. Yes. And it was a very unique space for me because the, the Peri speaking people in the mines were the, always the minority. The Peris, the, the vendor speaking and the Tsonga speaking were minority. Yes. Most people, all the blocks, you would say you have the Batwana block, you have the Zulu block, you have the Tosa block, but there was no the Mapedi <laughs> block or the Tsonga block. Yes. As a result, you know, I had to stay wherever I can, sometimes with the Batwana block, sometimes with the Bazulu block. So now, during weekends, they have this umshongolo where they dance in the amphitheater and beat their traditional and, and play their traditional drums and dance. I started collecting all that. So the collection was not, it didn't end at home. It continued yes. in the mines as well. Yes. And you think in some ways this is, you know, and, and especially because we are talking those times where, as you say, there was a block for each uh, a group, you know. But you think yes. in some ways this is why you embraced so many different influences and that it became easy for you as a peri to, to be able to play Zulu music, for instance. I think so. I think it, it became, I think it, it started that way, whereby I, I started appreciating all, all of those. Um, you know, it was funny. If I was, I even ended up joining a Zulu soccer team in the mine. Because, you know, they would say to me, oh, that one is Mupedi wa Melona. Like, this is this one is my Mupedi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because also I was was gifted in soccer, as I guess. Everybody wanted to be around me. They would want to recruit me so that I can play with them in their teams, whether it's a team from Lesotho or or from Botswana. Uh, they They would also, apart from the traditional dances and groups, they will also have teams of different uh, tribes in the mines. And I was playing with any team, I feel like. This year, I play with this team. Next year, I play with another team. Yes, amazing. And now, in fact, I want to hear about what happened in your move to Joburg. But I think let's start with a song of the new album, Eight Colors of the Rainbow. And I'm going to play the title track. Maybe I should just play it. And then we'll discuss it afterwards because I think it it talks about the reason why eight colors. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Salala Salota with me, Nikki B on the world show. And right now we're going to play the title track of Salalo's latest album came out last year. Am I right? Uh, Towards the end of last year. Came out last year. Yes. Yes. But for me, it is Salalo Salota's brand new album. Coming up now, Eight Colors of the Rainbow.
Yes. A Salalo Saloto on the World Show. That is the title <laughs> track of his latest, Eight Colors of the Rainbow. How beautiful is that? And it's also the opening track on the album. What a way to open that album. <laughs> I want to speak to you about Eight Colors, but still, before we get there, I just want to go yes. back again. So now you were working at the mine, Salilo. What happened yes. then and how did you decide, I'm going to follow my dream of music? Well, you know, when I was in the mine, it was just after and you formed under President Ramaphosa. Yes. <laughs> Big daddy. Yes. <laughs> and um, there was this strike that happened. But while, while I was in the mines, I started toying around with, a, there was a, a man from Eastern Cape by the name of Hanson Dimiti. He was an accordion player. I used to follow him every time when he's carrying his accordion and you're asking him if I could play a little bit on his accordion. A few months later, after I got, you know, I got uh, acquainted with accordion, another man who was living in the same room where I was living, uh, his name was Chilis from Lesotho. Yes. He also bought an accordion. And now it was in my room that I asked him, he was playing this Lesotho song. So... <laughs> So I, I started learning to play um, the accordion and then later I started following the guys who are playing guitar. You know, you'll find a Zulu guy with another one holding a, 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 a concertina and they are walking around. The other one is playing acoustic guitar and they're just playing. So I, I, I became aware of the accordion, the guitar and the concertina in the mines before I could see the guitar at close range. And I decided when the, the mine was... In the depth of the strike of 1987, I decided this is not where I'm going to end my life. I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to start looking for something new. I did not know that a few months later, I would come to Johannesburg and bump into Market Theatre, which is next to next to FUBA, that where now National Arts Council is, was FUBA Academy, where uh, Mr. Zepamla, the writer and the playwright, was running an art school and I, I took the money that was supposed to be for clothes. Yes. I registered to become a music student. Yes. It's amazing now yeah. because we don't even have a, a football left, eh? And that was such an iconic space. It was an iconic space. A lot of, uh, a lot of, most of us came through that before we could go to university. I had to pass grade five through FUBA before I can go and apply at university. So I really, I, I, I really, I'm very disappointed that an institution like that does not exist because I, I saw the value of it. Um, the Moses Molelequas who've been there, the Jeff Mapayas who've been there, Salilo Slotas, yes. the Judith Sipumas, we all have been there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And now that you've registered there, you also started working, uh, was it part-time cleaning? I started working all the money that I had from the mines. I mean, Nikki, you know, I was... Uh, in the mines, I was earning about 32 rands a, 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 a per week. Whoa. And then by the time I got to Joburg, I realized that what I saved was actually 4,000 something. I, I had it in Allied Building Society. I yes, don't know if people yes, remember, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had about 4,000 rands. And after a few, after some time, it was all gone. And I was looking for a job. But now every night I would get out of FUBA and stand in front of Kippis, where musicians were playing there, Bayete, Tananas, Steve Newman and Tananas, or Basil Manimbe Kutsie. 
And one day, um, the, the, the mayor said, Job, you know, I can talk to Miriam there at the market theater. And mm-hmm. he spoke to Miriam. And soon I was roped in into Kipis to now be a cleaner. You know, fate kind of took me and put me into another institution. FUBA on the other side, Kipis on the other side. I was having theoretical school on the other side. And in Kipis, I was seeing practical, a uh, practical institution in, with my own eyes. I was seeing musicians play and touching instruments. Yes. So was that yes. the point? When did you decide, hang on, I want to be on the stage where Steve Newman is? At what point? Or was that an evolution? Or did th- that kind of make you decide? You know, I, I was very doubtful about myself. And there was a, an actor who was name was uh, Solomzi Bisholo. One day he found me next to Kipis holding my acoustic guitar. He says, can you play a song? I said, yes, I, I can play one song only. I don't, I don't know many songs. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I learned this song. I don't even know whose song was it. I was learning it from a book. It's called, And She Lets Her Hair Down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I strummed these three chords repeatedly. And then when I finished, he put a two-rand note, you know, that two-rand note yes. that had Jan van Riebeck head on it. Yes. <laughs> and he put another one, he says, play it again. I played it again. He put another one, he's played it again. I was not aware that actually that was training me and actually getting me to relax. Yes. And um, when when I realized that, I'm a, I was like, no, maybe this is where I could go. This is what I could do. But then at the same time, somebody who was my manager, kind of dismissed when I asked him because it was during a show of uh, Bani Rachabani and Bruce Cassidy conversations. Yes. Wow. And I said, I see these great musicians. Are you going to give me a chance one day? He said to me, he's going to start a record label and record their, their performance at Gibbs. I said, are you going to sign me and, and record me while I'm performing at Gibbs? He said, oh, Timmy, oh, Timmy, please relax, relax. <laughs> that was Erfan Gillen. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. There we go. He eh? was my manager. Yeah. So now I started having this vengeance in my heart. I say, I'm going to show him one day. I'm going to show him one day. He didn't know that. He gave me the determination to prove him wrong. Yes. You know? yes. yes. Amazing. Absolutely. So, so that, that actually propelled me. But at the same time, people like Steve Newman were welcoming. Steve would, would uh, record something on cassette, I think, at Shifty Records. And then on weekends, he liked to perform at the market theater, flea market and and have a, uh, this uh, an, another young woman from 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 London from the UK who played cello to accompany him, yes. and then I asked Steve if I could walk around the the people selling his cassettes while he's playing, and, okay. and you know he used to give at the end of Steve Moy and uh, Ian Herman. Yes, so but really, you know, this all of this is shows me that. On one hand, you were driven by something that was bigger than you. But on the other hand, it's the kind of forthrightness that I've always known Salalo Salota for, for going ahead and not being scared and just looking, being at the right place at the right time and going for it, you know? Yes, yes. Yes. That has not stopped. That has not stopped. And I don't think it's going to stop now. (laughs) Good. I'm very happy to hear that because I think there's a lot we've got to speak about when we chat today. But for now, let's hear another song of Eight Colors of the Rainbow. And I decided on this one. 
just because. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Tell me about ding, 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 Salala. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was a... Uh, I was on a talent hunt in Northern Cape at the, in Uppington and it was the sun was going down. I looked at the at the, the sunset and I, I called I called uh, I called my wife, I said and she was not sounding happy. I say I say, Okay, is it what? Am I not speaking dirty like to you, you know, <laughs> to, to make you <laughs> get excited? excited. Yes. So uh, Okay, fine. What are you going to do with that? And I started (laughs) strumming my guitar that very evening. And then, voila, I started writing the lyrics. When I came back and I said, here's the song, ding, ding, ding. It was like, you are joking, right? You're not going to record that song. You're just just having fun. You're not going to record that song. And I felt deep in my heart that, no, this is it. I am going to lay it down. Yes, And of course, when I finally did uh, Eight Colors of the Rainbow, I felt very strongly that this song has to be part of it. Absolutely. And I'm so pleased you explained it because I kind of felt it was about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me, the other side of me. I wanted to be seen as this guy who's walking on a, on a, on a, in a tropical island and, you know, (laughs) eating some, having some coconut in my hand and a hat and a colorful shirt uh, unbuttoned and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Let's hear it from Salalo Salota, today's special guest on Best of the Best, coming up off his new album, which is Eight Colors of the Rainbow. It's an absolutely a beautiful offering. Check it out. This one is Ding Ding Ding. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I was getting too excited about the song. <laughs> what a cool, fun, just loving song. Loving you know? song. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's one of those songs that says to me that this, my friend, my brother Salalo, is in a good place. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the lightness of life. And in fact, I'm going to jump a little bit forward, even though I think we're going to go backwards again. But but eight colors of the rainbow. Yes. The eighth color being? The eighth color being love. Exactly. Love is the eighth color of the rainbow. Without love, there is no way that what we believe that we are a people with different cultures, diverse backgrounds, diverse cultures that we could come together glue that us together is that that unconditional love is the eighth color of the rainbow it is the eighth color of any it's it's eighth color of life you know the essence of living yes if you can live through that and see be able to appreciate the other person and be able to share with them what you feel and have empathy towards them then there won't be any differences. There will not be classes anymore. We will be just able to live as people. And that is a dream for me. It might be a dream that I might never 
see in my lifetime. But I think it's good for me to talk about it, to talk about my wishes, to talk about what I dream about. Absolutely. And not just to talk about it, but to start living in that. You know, it's so interesting for me, Salalo, yes. because this week I got uh, the brand new Lokwa Kanza album and the brand new uh, Angelique Kijor album. And both the songs off those albums that I started tonight show with, we're speaking yes. about the exact same thing you are speaking about. And the importance of this in these times. In these times. Yes. In these times. In these times. I mean, we really, really need each other. Not only needing each other, but we also need to take care of each other. We need to look out for, our, for each other and protect each other. Because we are a human race. Yes. We yes. are one race and that race is called the human race. And that that in the, in in that way if we can look at the flowers of the of the forests and see how harmonious they are within that the, the flowers of the human race in that in that sense and actually harmonize each other. Absolutely. And I think also for me what's come up from this pandemic ever more than before and i think you are addressing some of these issues in this album which is community and again yes. we have different communities i've got a community that i got to know through my son going to school i've got a community where i live i've got a musical musicians community i've got you know so we have different communities but i yes. think that's very much what it's about now and that ties in with the concept of love Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm totally, I, that, that is how I feel. My heart wants to be walking in that space, nothing else. Uh, yes, absolutely. Now, these songs of Eight Colors, did you write them? You know, w w when were they written? Were some of them written before 2020? Or, or when did these songs come up? Well, I mean, a, a song like uh, Eight Colors of the Rainbow, I, I wrote it in 2018. But while I was recording Eight Colors of the Rainbow, like uh, last year, at the peak of, of uh, Black Lives Matter, that's when a song like I'll Ask Freedom came rushing through my head. And I wrote that song, I'll Ask Freedom, based on, on my, my response to 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 seeing what was going on with with this black lives matter and but at the same time i looked at it and reflected at the same time of what what do i see what what is freedom i'm going to ask freedom to tell me what, when the promised land that that it promised me because at the same time i was asking myself many questions about our own freedom what did it bring as well so black lives me black black lives matter revived in me the questions about what have we achieved since our freedom as well. So it, it is to, on the other side, it is, it is a response to Black Lives Matter. On the other side, it is me asking, because what I found is when I meet people and, and ask for help, for instance, yes. I do also ask for help sometimes. Of course. Everybody does ask for help sometimes. Yes. They have this thing. The, the South African people or people in general have this tendency to say, but we are a free nation now. You know, we are free people. South Africa is alive with possibility. So if we are free, it should be possible for you to do anything. Yes. You know? Yes. And so, so my response to them was like, <laughs> okay, fine. I will go and ask freedom. 
because mm-hmm. you are tired of listening to me while I'm asking. Let me go and ask freedom. And when I ask freedom, freedom will reflect to you what you what the gains that you have because of freedom will reflect. Did you get more freedom than me? Freedom mm-hmm. is about equaling, making us all equal and giving us that room to be equal, all of us. Thank you. And we come back to that human race you spoke about. I think on that note, I have to change my mind. I was going to play another song, but I think I'm going (laughs) to have to play. Yes, but I'm going to play that still. But I think (laughs) for now, let's see what happened when Salala went to ask for freedom. It is the World Show and we are celebrating a true best of the best. Salalo Selota is with us and I'm so excited. Go ask freedom. Nine five nine, Salalo Salota, uh, can you hear yes. me, Salalo? Yes. Oh, good, good, good. We lost each other for a moment there. Wow, we're in level four now. We've just heard level four. <laughs> so uh, I've got to get you in the studio when we come out of all of this. But that one is yeah. I will ask freedom. Absolutely beautiful. Tell us about the woman who's singing with you on that song, Salalo. Oh, the young woman who sings there is. Um she she goes by the name LB. Yes. And uh, I think her full name is is Lauren Ball. She's from South LA. Very very gifted uh, singer. One of I don't know. She's quite she's got something very special. She came to South Africa I think in 2018 as a support act for Katy Perry. Okay. At the dome. And um, you know how our, our country is. Yes. After the concert she looked at the lights of Johannesburg and she said I ain't leaving. I'm saying right yes. here. So she is in the country and I got the opportunity to drag her to the studio. Oh, amazing, amazing. And you know, on that note, Salalo, I can't, you know, chat to you and chat to you as, as looking at your history and whatever without acknowledging the work that you've done in finding talent and in growing that talent and allowing it to to blossom i mean i think most people from my generation or yours will know that you were you know the start of judith sapuma's career i was even looking at tenille nelson you've always sought these different talents and seen a place to work as a producer as well as a musician actually tenille is is the one who introduced me to to Lauren Ball to to oh, LB. Okay, okay, yeah. amazing. They are friends. Yes, amazing. Friends. And are you still? Hello? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Salalos? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. Yes, so you know, um, speaking about that, speaking about, and 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 not just not just people like Judith or, or Tonil that you made. Uh, 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 kind of you launched their careers as solo artists but you've also given so many young instrumentalists the opportunity so many instrumentalists have come through what i call the university of salalo salota yes other vocalists labella the late labella uh, malachi and then we had uh, people like uh, kumo khanyago the guitarist yes um you have 
the Luanda Madopes who work yes. with me as well. There yes. are quite plenty, there are many. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And and still, in terms of your band now, you know, the last time yes. I saw you, you always made sure you had the young guns there, you know? Yes. So, yes. yes. So I still do. Today, I have a young band that is going on, but uh, I give them three, four years, and then I, I release them one one after the other. And every time they, they mature, I tell them it's time, to, it's time to, to get on their own feet and build their own house. I've always seen you do that, Salalo, and I've watched some of them, as you say, go on to make yeah. amazing careers for themselves. Yeah. Yes. So now let's go back to Eight Colors of the Rainbow. When you, you know, looking at the promo material, you've made a point of saying, I want us, I want this album to address many of yes. the issues that we face in South Africa today. Yes. Tell us about you know why you did that and how you if you and how you if you do believe that music is a tool for information for education for inspiration music for me has always been part of the information technology it travels very fast it takes the news around the world in in a very short space of time and there was a challenge that every time i meet um, journalists they would always say these days uh, we are listening to boom 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 music you guys are not writing uh, music that's got message look the country has got problems look the youth are into nyaupes and so on and so on and i i am like we do write these songs but they are not played on on air um people want dancing music they want to they want the boom boom they the programs, the radio formats are going the route of let's move. It's time. The pace of radio is is, is going faster and faster. And people are, are don't want to be listening to. I will ask freedom. <laughs> but uh, so my response is that I'm going to continue being the voice. I'm going to continue inviting my peers, my peer group, my peer to say let's let's message let's send messages out there so that they can know that we did send it out there some the message will reach the ears some of it won't but some of it will reach the ears and those that did not hear it from us they will hear it from other people absolutely it is about spreading that message and somehow it starts seeping through even if you know you know i've always had this i've always had this theory of like salalo salota let me say i live well in johannesburg salalo salota came to play at a certain venue or maybe even let's think of a bigger bigger performance at a a festival or at the stadium and i feel that not just the people who are at the concerts are benefiting from that message. But even those living there who can't even hear the music are actually yes. benefiting from the beautiful energy that's being spread. Exactly. exactly. That's, yes. that, you said it said it so correctly. You can feel that energy. You can feel it. Even us, when I perform the music, I, I feel I need, the more I zoom into the, the people, I can feel the feed, you know, that feed, that energy comes through. And, and then I know that they, they just gave me wings to fly. Let me fly. And on that note, Salalo, having seen you perform on various occasions, that's what you do. I think half the time you don't even know where you're going next. It's the audience who lets you know where you're going to go next. Exactly. <laughs> that's how much of an interchange you have when you perform. 
It's that always is true. That is so true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But things have changed a lot, you know, since I started the world show, since the first time Salalo came on the world show with your first album. Things have changed a lot in the music industry as a whole. How do you perceive those changes? Well, I've, I've been finding in my future, this is... This. So gradually I've been uh, learning to understand what is going on, the digital... Yes, the whole digital change. We just lost Salalo for a minute there. The digital space and problems seems <laughs> here. Yes, um, continue. I'm sorry about that. Yes, um, so so gradually I'm beginning to understand and... Uh, we keep losing Salalo. But uh, these are the challenges we face. I think I'm going to play another song and I'm sure we'll get him back on the line. This one is a track uh, that I wanted to play just now and it's called Kebao. It's off Salalo Salota's latest album, Eight Colors of the Rainbow. You are speaking with me, Nikki B. It is the world show. Salalo Salota on the World Show. Kaya 959 on the street, on the air. What a beautiful song. Kebao of Salalo Salota's Eight Colors of the Rainbow. Now I've got Salalo back, but he's with us on the phone. I can't see his face now, unfortunately, but that doesn't matter. At least we are blessed already to be able to see his face. Salalo, what a beautiful song. I want you to tell Thank us you. about it. But before that, I just want to say that I got a beautiful message here um, from yeah. North Nolikwa, who says, gosh, this guy is amazing. You definitely have a way of sifting the African gems. And you know what that reminded me of, Salalo? I remember... I remember many years ago when you, um, when you were, uh, uh, um, playing at Opikopi. Yes. And some, and you know, those days Opikopi was very much your, your young students, your Afrikaans crowds. And this guy came up to me and he couldn't believe, is this music from South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, of course it was, yes. You know, earlier when you mentioned that you got uh, recordings from Angelique Kijo from, from uh, uh, Lokua Kanza, you know, those are the people. With, with Angelique Kijo, it was when I was still at university when she came with Agolo. And when I looked at the musicians she worked with then, I realized that she was working with very good, great musicians there. I remember the producer was this this uh, American pro- uh, pianist who used to play with... Uh, oh, uh, Brantford Masalis. Yes. And then I had Lucas music. You know, you remember Shadow Dancer and all that stuff. Yes. And then fortunately, some years later, in 2003, I, I was built to perform at the Nuita Fest. And Lokua was actually the ambassador for the festival that year. I was actually getting on stage just before Lokua at, in Montreal, at the, at, the, at the Dome there in Montreal. Amazing. We had a, a, an amazing concert together. And, and, and I think this was after I saw him at the then Mega Music. If you remember, Mega Music came there using two percussionists or, or so. That's yes. Not, not the whole band, yeah. So people like Lokua, for instance, People like uh, uh, Richard Bonner. I saw how they could take their own uh, music from home and the essence and the nuances 
and now start pushing the envelope going into the world and sharing it with them, bringing that sound that you now have been hosting for so many years. You, see, uh, you have maintained that, that our voice kept on ringing through this show. I'm, I'm really thankful for now. I'm just saying uh, I would like to just honor the, the moment that you actually brought this music to, to all of us and we became aware of the Lokua Kansas, the Richard Bonas and so on. Thank you so much, so much, Zelalo. If you can yeah. see, I'm actually holding my hands together in, 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 in a thank you pose. Thank you, Zelalo, for saying that. And, and, and thank you for being one of those musicians in my musical life that has oh, made it you. such a rich journey as well. You know, I really, as yeah. I said, going back, I had this memory that it was the first interview you did for your first solo album. And look where you we... You know what Misha, what Misha and, and Karel called me? Yes. <laughs> At Kopi. Yes. They called me the, 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 rock, the rock and roll uh, uh, person trapped in a jazz <laughs> because my performance is at Opikopi. I remember when I did that. Um, what, are you talking about the one where it was, it was at, at, at Northam? At where? The one held in Northam, in the forest. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that is the, the, the original Opikopi. Exactly, so exactly. And, and you were one of the first uh, uh, black musicians to perform there. Yeah, I remember Busima Sasela as well. He, yes, yes. He's popular yes. with crowds there. Yeah, yeah. No, not, that is something else. There, the, the festival allowed one to, to say, this is who I am. This is where I come from. And you bring yourself as a whole, not as even pieces of yourself. And I felt Opikopi was giving that platform and it was time for me. Opikopi was giving the kind of a, a world a world stage Yes, you know that. So I can say it was a world stage already uh, before anybody could could sing anything. Opikopi provided the world stage, and hence uh, people like yourself, we were we were drawn there because we are into the music of the human race. Absolutely, so beautifully, beautifully said. Wow, Salalo, it is so amazing chatting to you. I want to play another song. In fact, the reason I'm going to move on now is because I want to play at least two more songs before I let you go tonight. And this next one is, I'm sure I'm going to have to work on the pronunciation. Tietze Nguana. You're not not too bad. Tell us about this, yes. Not too bad. Tietze Nguana is... If you listen to it, it's almost like a lullaby. It, um, I'm trying to send a message to a younger person to always have faith and always listen to yes. the words that have been passed on to them. To the essence of life, what is life saying to you? It is, if you listen, you don't only hear the people who are talking to you in a positive way, but also we must be able to listen to life. Life speaks to us in many ways, in different ways. And, um, the song is to, it's more like a lullaby. As I say, part of my, my musicality grew through the lullabies that I started with uh, getting from my grandmother, from my mother, and so on and so on. The, the kind of songs that are in the Amabali storytelling, that also sound like lullabies and so on. They come from there. So Tiltangwana also is, is, is one thread that comes from that. Thank you so much. And I've always enjoyed every album. You've had one or two songs that go back to that lullaby feel. And this one is as equally beautiful. 
In fact, it was one of those that caught my attention when I first heard Eight Colors of the Rainbow. I'm speaking, wow. yeah, I'm speaking to Salalo Salota. I'm so excited, but I still want him in the studio. So we're going to do that when things open up a bit. But please, people, send your love. Of course, for now, you can do it on the page, The World Show, <laughs> with Nikki B on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. It's Nikki B Global. Coming up now. I'm going to try again, Salalo. Tietze Nguana. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Kaya 959. Wow. Tietze in Guana. Salalo Salota. How beautiful. How absolutely beautiful. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, I didn't know I did not know it can sound so beautiful on video. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. For me too, you know, because I can listen loud in the studio. So Sure, that is so, so beautiful. Thanks also to Mbos Allah who just wrote in and said, tuned in, fire, 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 heart, heart, heart. People are just uh, loving you. So many people are listening and loving and uh, I'll have to get back to all those messages later. Once sure. again, you are just truly, Zalala, blowing us away. Now, I'm not going to end this feature with... <laughs> because I wanted to play some of the new songs Although that's an all-time classic But I do want to ask you the story about The recent events surrounding Because it seems yeah. like your, uh, your song was uh, taken and uh, used In other ways, if I can put it that way Without your consent Yeah, yeah Well, you know, I, I knew it was going to happen. I saw it coming, and that is the reason why many people, including in my house, I was asked, why did you pay money and trademark the, the, the name, the word Tarpa? Yes. And I said, it happened after 10 years, you know, after I've released the album. But I've been performing, by that time, I have been performing for like 17 years. Yes. For now, when I started seeing that when I get to the malls, I go to places, people are sometimes not even from the very onset when they meet me, are not calling me, hey, Salalo, how are you doing? Others would just come and say, Tarata, how are you? <laughs> yes. So I felt if that is going to be the situation, I better own this because then it might end up being just a, another township slang, you know, it doesn't belong to anybody. Yes. But since I composed a song that is a so I trademarked Trapa. So you actually had trademarked it. Amazing. Yes, I do have a it is certificated, it's a trademark. A original trademark which is now I'm 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 busy manufacturing in the clothes in the in in the clothing range in terms of the classes. Yes. In the toy range, in the classes of the toys and so on. You know. So now because you know, corporate will want something that would rhyme with the the grassroots people. Yes. And I felt no. I felt they 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 encroached on my encroached on my space by saying now the the the, the Simba chips, which we know that their their motto it, it roars with flavor. They would come and say it, it you know 
it says when you eat it. And I felt I needed to take it up and, and raise my voice and say, this is infringing on my copyright, also on my trademark. And that's how it ended up with, with being, becoming a, in, getting into the public space. Well, I think that is such an amazing story, also because it really, you know, highlights this issue of copyright. And it's, it's almost like a warning call to other young creators of the yeah. importance of knowing those elements of your brand. And if you hadn't taken action earlier on, you probably wouldn't have had a leg to stand on when it came yes. to the chip brand using it. And wasn't it also on, 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 on walls? You started seeing it on, on walls, on murals. On the walls, yes. It was on the murals, on the walls, and um, it, it, it is everywhere. So what I did, I took one picture and shared with friends. I said, please look into Sesero in Polokwani if you see this. Please look into uh, East London if you see this. And people sent back from... Tanzani in East London and say, yes, this is on, on, on this corner of the street, this corner of the street, this one is on this corner of the street. So uh, then I knew that it was a national thing that they did. Yes. And that, that's how I raised my, 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 you know, my concerns and, and we ended up where we are, which is still a matter that is going on. Okay, well, I hope you resolve it well into your favour, Salala. But I'm pleased, thank you for sharing that story. Unfortunately, we are running out of time and I want to end with one more song. I could play every single song and I will <laughs> over the weeks and months. But I decided to play Ma. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, you've also always had a song about a mother on your albums, or most of your albums have had something which yeah. refers back to motherhood. Mother or grandmother. Or mother, or, yes. Mother yeah, or grandmother, or, yes. Um, over the years, I saw, you know, when I, when I was young enough, when my mother got married, actually she left me with my grandfather and, and grandmother. They, they became my mother. I used to call my grandmother Ma. And I was taken care of with such love. But later, after my grandfather has passed on, my mother took my grandmother in nine, from 1990. Yes. And looked after her until 29, end of 2019 when she passed on. She was 105 years. Hence, I had songs like Grandma's song that you've seen. No, no, I was taught that rhyme I was taught by her. Yes. But I also saw how my mother looked after her own mother from 1990 until now in 2019 and how she loved her. So I learned to appreciate a mother and daughter, a mother and child love relationship from my, grandma, from my grandmother and then from my mother loving my, her own mother the way she did. And I felt that love also towards me. And I felt many a times I don't hear men uh, singing about mothers. You know, uh, even though it is very, it is very known that a baby guy wants to say "bom mabari Yes, <laughs> mother, my mother said you can't change him anymore. And I felt it was my turn to pay tribute to my mother and thank her for the love that she showed me, for the love that she taught me. Ma is dedicated to all the mothers in the whole world who actually are able to give their child that love, who, who are able to show that love you know, abound. Every woman that is out there, this song is for you. This song is for, 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 for me. I'm sharing it with, with them. All the other people who can send that message, you can 
sing that message, they can play the song to their mother. Thank you so much, Salilo. You know, I can't believe how much time has flown now because I feel like there's still a million questions I want to ask you. And we've been together for like an hour and a half already or something like that. So you have yes. to come in once this, uh, we over this third wave. We're going to make a plan, get you in. Who knows, you might even bring your guitar with you. That would be ideal. But Salilo, yes. I will bring it. Yeah, I will bring it. Thank you, Salilo, for your work, for... I want, I want to personally thank you, and I think I do this on behalf of so many people. Thank you for the music you've made and spread. Thank you for the skills that you have imparted and the knowledge that you've imparted to so many who followed. Thank you for the inspirational songwriting. Thank you for being somebody who's a proof that you can come from very, very humble, humble beginnings and you can reach your dreams and go even beyond. Thank you, Salalo Salota. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki, on the World Show. Thank you. Thank you on, the, on, on Nikki, on Global. Thank you so much for opening that door. Thank you for the platform. And um, I really am I'm, I'm grateful that you are there. From the very first time that uh, my friend Jeff Mapaya said to me, there is this person you have to know and listen to a show on KFM. It, 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 he was so right. Uh, that is the first time I heard about you from Jeff Mapaya, and I thank him as well. Thank you so much for keeping us uh, going and inspiring us as well. Well, you know, I always play music that deserves to be heard. Thank you, Salalo Saloto. We're going to end with Ima. Don't forget, you've got to get yourself a copy of Eight Colors of the Rainbow. I've only managed to share with you a few of these incredibly inspirational songs. World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. on Kaya 959.